straight from the 734. It's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action. I can guarantee you it's one area of the building I won't be using because we all know how little time I'm spending in any weight room. A lot of crazy scenarios that can happen and need to happen for the defending MAC tournament champions. Uh, the assist numbers spoke for themselves. Looking forward to the trip down to Akron. Uh, sure, Akron. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. The calendar is starting to wind down here for Eastern Michigan Athletics, but we still have plenty of good action coming at you. You have a red-hot baseball team as well as a track team that just wrapped up, and so much more, Alex Jewell, on this episode of the Eastern Insider. Another big week for Eastern Michigan Athletics. I feel like we say it all the time, but it's true, and so much greatness to talk about. You mentioned Eastern Michigan baseball now on their best winning streak in the last decade. Greg Steiner doing so both against some non-conference opponents, but also in the MAC coming off of, get this, a sweep of Bowling Green this past weekend and their 10th consecutive series win over the Falcons. Yeah, a very impressive streak to go to Bowling Green and one sling it as well as they did on the mound and keep up the hot streak with the bats. Uh, really, really good stuff. And you know what? You want to play your best ball when it matters down the stretch. They have an opportunity this week. Two more against Toledo to, to continue this tomorrow. We'll have full coverage beginning on Eagle All Access at 2.50. You can watch the game live. It's the first of a pair of seven-inning games. Then this weekend... The Huskies of Northern Illinois come to town. Once again, full activity all weekend long that we'll have on Eagle All Access for you on the website as well as your mobile app wherever you can watch. Alex and I, uh, you look, you have these games, and then you get to uh, get uh, Toledo again next Tuesday and Central. Before you know it, it's snowballing. You can make a world of difference. And we're going to talk to somebody who's made a world of difference. Mike Monahan is our one of our guests today talking about how all of a sudden hitting is contagious, how the offense is going, but a lot of it he credits to the pitchers. He does, and the pitching staff has really been very productive all season long for Eastern Michigan. And the the nice thing is, is it's often you see where the bats will be really hot, but the pitching is not doing as well, or the pitching is really uh, on point, but the bats don't follow behind. But this last stretch for Eastern Michigan – Really, they've been in sync, both sides of the ball. And when that happens, Greg, that's when really special performances can come about. Eastern Michigan in their first 29 games was giving up over four runs a game and scoring less than four runs a game. In their last seven, though, they're scoring over 10 runs a game and just giving up three runs per game. So that just shows you a little bit statistically at how well they're doing. But this team's passing the eye test, too. They're so fun to watch. And the greatest thing is not just the performance on the field, but just watching the players in the dugout how much fun they're having, how much they thoroughly enjoy each other. And it's something that you can just tell it's a special vibe going on right now for the green and white. The one thing that I, I kicked myself in our interview I didn't ask was he Mike credits a lot of the ability after this COVID pause is to facing live EMU pitching. Alex, you look at it, six Eastern pitchers since the pause have not allowed three runs or more. Four of them have not allowed a run at all. My question is, facing your pitching staff, 
who's kind of the guy you hated to face when you were in that pause? Because you could take your pick of any number of guys that would fall in that category. Well, and something that's even more impressive, too, is that AJ Actor's staff, which has been incredible, is doing it so without the services of Davis Feldman, who's probably got the best arm on the team, somebody that we think will probably be drafted in the MLB draft in just a few months. And so he's been taking a little bit of time off to to make sure he's healthy for the back end of the season. And we'll see more of him down the stretch. But it's just been incredible what they're doing. And really, it's it's a just so much fun to watch this team and great to see Eric Roof and company doing so well on the baseball diamond as of late. Certainly is. We cannot also forget about the accomplishments of Sue Parks and her team. The men's track and field team had a chance for the triple crown, which means you win cross country, indoor and outdoor. They come just short of that measure. They, uh, on the men's side, finish third as Miami wins their MAC title in their home defense. Meanwhile, the women's team finishes in second place in their standings. So two fine finishes for them Uh, down in Oxford on a tough year where you've seen so many hazards to, to jump around and overcome Uh, tip the cap for Sioux parks coming in and another fine performance for that track club. Unable to get the championship home this weekend was either team, but you said it, Greg, there's really not, there's really nothing else to say, but these teams do well every time they take to the track or field events. And it was no different this year. Sue Parks, by the way, just continues to dominate. What an example of a great coach that we have here. And so many of them do so much, so well, but Sue Parks continuing just to bring home championships and mentor our young student athletes, both on the men's and women's side. Now really impressive season for both of those squads and a, a lot to look forward to. One thing we know without even looking at the roster is no matter the year, it doesn't matter this team on both sides will have a chance to compete for titles every year in and out. Well, and the the big thing with, with track is we always known that from a running perspective, they'd be very solid, but now you're starting to see more growth and birth in rebirth. I should say in their field events, which is only going to make this team closer and closer because the gap between Eastern and Kent state, Eastern Miami were not very big. So watch out for Sue parks and company moving Forward, So we won't have another MAC championship to add to the number 154, but we will have a championship opportunity for the first ever Colonial Athletic Association championship this weekend coming up in New Jersey as Kemp Savage and company will make the trip out there on Sunday to challenge for the CAA title. Alex Jewell, you'll be up bright and early watching the live stream. I know it. Because you love nothing more than a little rowing on a Sunday morning. I do. It's exciting. It's, I've got to be honest with you, and I'm sure our listeners are very much the same way. I feel bad because I did not know much about rowing before I started working here and really paying attention to all of our sports. And it's shame so on, much better in person. It is. It's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. And shame on me for not doing my due diligence prior to this past couple of years because these athletes really are fine-tuned and very impressive. And I'll tell you what, if I get out in a kayak for a few hours, I am beat. These girls are absolutely plowing through the water on Ford Lake and wherever they may be. So really impressive. And you and I have known for a long time because we cover football. And often when our football team's practicing, the rowing team is running around the track and the stairs. And whether it's their super miles or their sprints or whatever, 
Rowing is one of the hardest working teams in terms of the student athletes out here. And Kemp Savage holds them to such a high standard. So to see their continued success has been fantastic. And it's just another example, like we keep talking about, of how across the board our teams here working hard, continuing to get better. The only question I have is if they do bring home the championship, are we going to build a 12 foot tall CAA trophy to go along with the MAC championship trophy that's in the student athlete performance center. Uh, it may not be 12 foot tall, but we could get another trophy erected. I'm sure of it that we it, it, champions are always built. Here is what the motto that uh, used to be. So why not? Let's add another title. There's always a chance for that to happen. We'll keep lobbying for Only that. In the aspect Kemp Savage might just erect his own that's true. He does, I mean, he, he does have his own boathouse. He so. has his own boathouse. He made a, st- a, a a statue or a trophy a few years ago. So anything's possible. Well, and don't forget, Dylan Saccone over in the football offices has a little bit of experience building trophies, too. So maybe he could help out. But certainly, nonetheless, it's a great problem to have to have, right? If you're winning so many championships, you have to figure out what to build the honor. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. So we get a chance to follow. Hopefully, we get the chance to talk about a CAA title next week. So much we have to talk about and so little time. We're running short on it. We know that you want to get to the conversation. Alex, uh, you had also a chance to catch up with head coach Fred Castro to talk a little off-season women's basketball. We've talked so much men's basketball but you can't forget the the progress that Fred Castro and company continue to make as well. I'll let the listeners hear from Fred himself, but a lot of fun movement going around the women's basketball roster and program right now. So look forward to that. We'll talk to him right on the other side of this break. And then you said it, Greg, we'll catch up with Mike Monahan of the Eastern Michigan baseball team, a really fun conversation on the back end as well. So, A huge episode in store, a lot to catch up on this week. We hope that you'll tune in first tonight with us, then tomorrow as Eastern Michigan baseball gets back on the diamond, and all through this weekend as well. A lot of opportunity to hear from us, Greg, this week, so I think it's probably time that we send it to a break and get on with the show. I completely agree. We also look forward to having them come hear us. If you can't bring your phone, your radio, or whatever, come sit in front of the Home Run Hut at O-Strike. We appreciate everyone coming by and saying, Hello, it's a special weekend out at the ballpark with the reunion coming out, and we need that baseball support as well. You're absolutely right. Really quickly, Greg mentioned it, 1970 National Championship Reunion. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but I've heard through the grapevine some really awesome alums, maybe even a little appearance from Terry Collins happening on Saturday. So if you'd like to maybe have your chance at meeting him, say hi to us in the Home Run Hut, and just enjoy some incredible baseball. We hope you'll come out on out. But first, a pair of great interviews heading your way. We're wrapping it up. We're sending it to break. And we're thanking you, as always, for tuning in to the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Be sure to download the Eastern Michigan Game Day app, available in the App Store and Google Play. The EMU Athletics app features live video, real-time social streams, scoreboards, stats, and more. An entire app dedicated to Eastern Athletics. Download the EMU Athletics app today. Well, there's no secret we've had a lot of conversation about the men's basketball program in the recent weeks. Of course, Stan Heath joining us as the 30th head coach in that program's history. But if you look across the hallway, Fred Castro and company have still been doing a lot of work of their own to make sure that they're putting a product on the court in the 2021-22 season that will contend for a MAC championship. And we're pleased now to be joined by Fred Castro. It's been a little while since we've talked coach before the MAC tournament, and now we're well into that spring and summer set of workouts. 
workouts and off-season kind of everyday life. Coach, first and foremost, how have you been since the season wrapped up and what have you been up to the last couple of months? Yeah, uh, things are going really well. You know, obviously excited for the summer session to get here so we can get in the the gym with our players and, and start kind of uh, putting the the wheels in motion uh, for our, our process for the 21-22 season. Um, but other than that, we've we've been doing a lot of uh, analyzing basketball and making a plan for this upcoming year. And as always, recruiting uh, is always at the forefront of, of our offseason. And it looks like I, I think Hopefully outside of the basketball, you've been able to get away a little bit and spend some time with your family. I know that's been important. Yeah, no question. You know, the, this season was like uh, none other, you know, <laughs> usually, for example, we, we go on a Christmas or Thanksgiving tournament and the family gets to go and things like that this year. Uh, we didn't have that that opportunity. So obviously got to catch up with, with uh, Ali and Alonzo and play a lot of one-on-one in the driveway and, and go to more soccer games, go to more basketball games. So that that's always a fun part of the offseason. And always a good thing in Michigan when you can say you've already been playing one-on-one basketball in the driveway in April and May. Usually, Sometimes there's still snow going on at this time of year. Well, I'm not going to tell you that we didn't have a couple workouts in the rain or we, we had a bundle up for a couple of those one-on-one games. But nonetheless, uh, it got done and it was fun and it's, it's something that we uh, we enjoy doing. If, if your kids have friends over, are you a coach in that situation too? Do you get them in the driveway doing shuffle drills and layup lines or are you, are you more just let them have fun? I just let them have fun. I, funny you ask because the other day we there's this there's this young boy in our neighborhood who is a phenomenal soccer player, and and soccer in many ways is my my first love uh, growing up playing it. And uh, so we got in the backyard with me, Aaliyah, and and this young. Uh, and our neighbor and we started playing and doing some drills and sure enough we got into you know first touch and don't let the ball bounce and got into some soccer drills but uh, I, I just couldn't help myself I hadn't seen my team in so long I had to coach somebody and the neighbor got it <laughs> and we'll talk a, a lot about the the team and everything too but I, I mentioned in the open of course bringing on Stan Heath you now have a new set of office mates across the suite mm-hmm. here that'll be leading the men's basketball program and I know you guys have still been getting introduced, but have you've gotten to spend a little bit of time and talk to, to Coach Heath, just your thoughts on being able to bring him in and, and what it will mean for our university moving forward. No, obviously it's an incredibly exciting time. Uh, I think the fact that, you know, he played here uh, has automatically um, rejuvenated or revitalized the, the alumni base. I know uh, I've spoken to many of our women's basketball alumni that uh, played here when uh, Coach played here um so you know those that that networking part is is so important and then i got to be a fly on the wall and watch a couple practices which was great and uh you know i'm i'm one of those guys that can sit and watch basketball all day so uh getting to see something new uh watch some of the pro actions and sets has been fun and just getting to sit down and talk to him and talk about um you know what he he you know wants to do here uh, is exciting to hear. Well, and it wouldn't be a university-sponsored podcast if I didn't take a second to mention that season tickets are now on sale for both the men's and women's programs. So if you're interested in seeing the exciting products that Coach Castro and Coach Heath will put on the court next year, make sure you contact the ticket office or visit emueagles.com slash tickets to learn more about that today. 
season tickets, I'll, I'll tell you right now, are the most affordable in, in town. It's a great opportunity to get your family out here and be a part of a great program. And coach, we mentioned the offseason with every offseason, especially now in the, the era of the transfer portal. There's additions, subtractions to the roster, and that's just the way it goes. And we'll talk about some of those additions. But before we do that, a big announcement from one of your current players that is staying on and for Ariana Combs, who will, who will rejoin the team next year, of course, has that extra eligibility with the COVID. And that's something that is a benefit to your program. And I know you're excited that she has decided it's best for her to come back. Yeah. And, and I think that's the key. You know, she she made the decision. She had all the information in front of her and, and she made the choice and the decision to come back for another year, which obviously as a as a coach, I'm uh, in, incredibly excited about because she's she's a very unique player. Um, and, uh, you know, she had opportunities and she's being looked at by uh some WNBA coaches and obviously has the opportunity to play overseas now. Um, but I think she, she's excited about who we bring back as well and who we've added and, uh, you know, all the pieces to the puzzle are there. So she, uh, she, she let us know pretty quickly, to be honest with you, that she was coming back and that, uh, obviously made for a good start to the off season. Well, and I know you're somebody that, believes in letting the player do what's best for them. So you're not going to hold somebody back if they've got those opportunities, whether it's to continue on in sports or maybe they've got a great job offer and they've graduated. But I know the competitor in you just has to be elated when somebody like Ari quickly says, oh, no, we're not done here. We've got more work to do. Yeah, no question about it. And, you know, she's a college graduate. Uh, she's paid her dues here. And uh, she had to do what was best for her. And, uh, you know, she went through the process with her and her family and, and made the decision to come back. So uh, obviously from a, <laughs> a coach's standpoint, you, you couldn't be much happier uh, to, to return a, you know, defensive uh first team all defensive player second team all conference player and she's already in the gym hard at work uh, getting ready for next year so uh no small thing that you know there's no nobody you're going to be able to recruit or add uh that's going to be able to replace an ariana Combs. so having her another year is huge talking to now sixth year head bent head women's basketball coach fred castro here on the eastern insider and we mentioned ariana Combs coming back she'll be joined by a great group of returners as well That'll be recognizable on the court. But of course, with any offseason, new additions is a big part as well. And you guys have been heavy on the trail. Of course, our listeners have been told a lot about the freshman class that'll be coming in. We're excited about that group. But then a pair of transfers you've added in the last few weeks as well. First off, you get Treasure Thompson from LSU. She's an Illinois native and somebody that was really, really highly touted out of high school. Tell us a little bit about that journey to get her and what she'll be like joining the green and white next year yeah that uh you know it's it's pretty pretty simple obviously we had seen her a lot um throughout her high school career and uh you know we saw her when she was young and kind of kept developing and uh got to a point where you knew she was a four or five star recruit and she was going to go uh to the bcs level um, but we still maintained a really good relationship with her high school coach and AAU coach. And uh, when we saw her in the portal, um, you know, we, we had a really good conversation with her high school coach in terms of what, um, you know, she was looking for. And, and the things that he described, I felt Eastern Michigan was a perfect fit. Obviously, we needed to communicate that with her and she needed to feel the same way. And, 
fortunately enough, we, we had our Zoom call, we had the conversation, and three hours later, she called back and, and committed. So it, it, it made for an exciting day, to say the least, but I'm really excited about uh, her addition. She's a 6263 athletic post player that's a lefty, uh, loves the gym, loves to get in the, and, and work. So uh, we couldn't be more excited to add a player of her caliber. Well, you think about what you just described her as. You also have Sonera Skeins, obviously, coming back. Mm-hmm. Our fans have yet to see Riyaptanazi Momoto, who's here, that's got great playing. How are you going to divvy up time in the post? I mean, it's a great problem to have, to have so many capable yeah. players. But my goodness, this team all of a sudden, everybody knows about Sonera, but overnight could be just dominant in the post in this league. Yeah, that's the hope, right? Uh, <laughs> that's 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 kind of why you do what you do recruiting wise. But uh, honestly, the players are going to decide who who gets out there and who plays. Um, they're going to compete for it, and and I think practices are going to be incredibly exciting um, because Ozzy is a, a very talented uh, young pl- player and uh, treasure. And you know, we can't forget uh, Rajon is here, and um, you know, there's the. There's two freshmen this year that didn't play that are very good players in Zania Nelson and, and Mac uh, Ziegler. So, uh, you know, I think the big question is who really puts in the work in the offseason, who really prepares and trains and recovers from some injuries and, and develops their game uh, for our style of play. And, uh, you know, as you know, the process will kind of play itself out, but I'm really excited. And, and what we've started so far uh, this off season um, makes me want to get into October, but we got to go through this process of uh, June, July, August, obviously. Well, and we'll get into that process, but another SEC transfer joins you from Florida and Danielle mm-hmm. Rainey. And I know that she's somebody that you're excited about too, has a lot of playing experience and can really help this program. She has a lot of playing experience, both in the big 12 and the SEC. Um, obviously I'm familiar with both and, and uh, you know, she's, she is a different style guard that we really haven't had here, to be honest with you. Um, will remind some people of a Danielle Minot, um, but she's more of a consistent shooter. Shoots 38% from the three, 5'11 guard, really good athlete, can get up and down the floor, can put the ball on the floor. Uh, so she can she can score at all three levels. Um, so obviously, you know, adding a, a player that can knock down the three, something that we have traditionally struggled with, uh, is something that I'm excited about. Uh, you know, one thing we haven't been able to mention yet is, you know, Courtney Lewis will be coming back from a season-ending injury, and she's, you know, 1,000-point scorer and, and one of the top three-point shooters in the MAC. So, uh, you know, those additions automatically, you know, help you a great deal. But as you make all those additions, you, you have to fine-tune it, and there's the chemistry standpoint of it and the timing, and those things take time. So uh, talent is one thing, being a quality team, is another and and again that's from a coach's perspective that's where i'm so eager to get out on the court with those guys and start putting it all together yeah daniel rainey multiple times has led the gators in three-point percentage and or three-point made shots and of course to get her back out with the 23rd 1000 point score in program history courtney lewis and like we talked about earlier ariana combs will if all things hold equal, will become the 24th 1,000-point scorer. So a special time ahead for women's basketball at Eastern Michigan. You mentioned 
the off season that will entail. And I know today's an important day, some workouts starting for your team. So quickly, coach, what does this section kind of look like for you guys the next couple of weeks as school has now ended yeah. people back on campus? And this is, what does it look like as you guys continue to pre prepare throughout the summer? Yeah. Like this, this, this year in total, it, it looked a little different and this will be no different, right? Uh, we gave the team a, a longer extended break than we normally do. So these guys have been uh, off for a while. So initially it's going to be getting their bodies back, getting them strong, get them ready uh, for really hundred percent workouts, if you will. Um, so really the ones that are, returning that are healthy is getting their bodies right those that are returning from injuries really continuing their rehab process and then keep ramping it up and and making the adjustments that uh, we have planned uh, in terms of what how we want to play basketball this upcoming year obviously we're still going to be a very defensive minded team uh, but we are going to do some uh, some new things offensively which I'm excited about because our our personnel will allow it Coach, we look forward to seeing all comes together this summer. Of course, as you continue to get back on the court in the fall, we'll have plenty of updates. A reminder, too, if you're a women's basketball alum listening in on this, you've got an opportunity this week to join Coach Castro for the first of a series of upcoming alumni calls. You can contact Rhonda Vanderswag, the Director of Operations. Look on our social media if you need the information on how to get on that call. That'll be Wednesday this week, the 12th at 7 o'clock. So I know Coach will be looking forward to talking to you. But for now, Coach... Wish you all the best moving forward in the next couple of weeks and months as we continue to prepare. Congratulations on some of the roster additions. And please, for all of our sakes, don't don't pull a hammy playing uh, neighborhood soccer. <laughs> I'll do my best. There he is, Coach Fred Castro, the head women's coach here at Eastern Michigan. You're listening to the Eastern Insider. Right on the other side of this break, we'll be joined by one of the best feel-good stories of the year, Mikey Monahan from the EMU baseball program. Four years it's taken him to get on the field, but lately he's been the hottest hitter in the MAC. We'll be joined by him just on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Eastern Insider, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Well, if you're looking for hot, the weather might not get it done for you, but Eastern Michigan baseball certainly has seven wins in a row, five wins in the MAC in their last five attempts. That's the best streak since 2012. And we're joined now by one of the players who's helped to get it done. It's Mike Monahan, newly dubbed the Shop Vac, the Dyson, the Vacuum, whatever you want to say. He's got a mustache going on that people are rubbing in the dugout or at home plate. All in all, it just seems like this team is having an absolute blast right now, winning games, playing high-level baseball. Is that the case, Mike? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on here. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really been the case. Ever since St. Bonaventure, we've just been playing really, really loose and just having fun and um, just not pressing at the plate. And it's just been a lot of fun to see everything clicking on all cylinders like it has been for the past seven games. You look at this team, and we joked off air that it, kind of what's causing the magic to happen. Was there something that maybe you did, or how did you you take your pause to to maybe now start seeing the ball a little bit different than you were beforehand? Yeah, I mean, once we had that that pause for seven days or so, you know, we kind of just went back to the basics and just did live at bats with our own pitchers and 
um, it kind of it gave us a bit of a, a relief and a refresher to just kind of you know take a step back and stop pressing and just work on the fundamentals and get back to the basics with everything. And then that really helped us roll into St. Bonaventure. And I mean, ever since then, our offense has just been rolling. Our pitching has been doing outstanding all season long. Um, and I mean, they haven't they haven't missed a beat at all. They've just been kept they've kept doing kept been doing their thing um, for the past couple of games. So it's been uh, really fun to be a part of. Well, it's no secret, and you're somebody that that doesn't hide behind the fact that in your time at Eastern, haven't seen the day to day lineup as much. But every time it seems like you get the opportunity to find yourself on the lineup card, it just seems like you play your heart out trying to keep yourself there and take advantage of it. And that's certainly what you've been doing. And the way you're hitting right now and helping out as a designated hitter. It's impossible to take you out of the lineup. You're hitting 531 in your last nine games. What's it been like for you to kind of go on this ride and be just knowing that not only are you getting in, but you have helped this team tremendously over the last few weeks? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, I mean, I've just been talking to you know friends and family and just been saying, like, I don't know if I've ever been on a run like this before ever in my life. And, um, you know, so just take it, take it game by game and just take it really at bat by at bat and just try and compile good at bats. Really, my mindset's not just so much to have a hit every single single time just to put a good at bat together and you know work the count see good pitches and swing at good pitches and you know and then the results will take care of itself you know it, i've put in the work and everything and so i know that the results will take care of himself take care of itself if i you know continue to just put good at bats together as the dh and as a pinch hitter you got to be ready when the moment's called for you it's not like being out there on the field you can fire yourself out how do you go about in the dugout or do you do you leave do you try to go to the cages what do you try to do to keep yourself mentally focused uh during those innings where you're not up yeah i mean i, I really try to stay locked in on every pitch even when we're on defense um just kind of to think through the game a little bit and um to stay locked in on everything that's going on you know i'll take a jog down to the to the foul pole or whatever just to keep the legs loose um, but it is tough to to try and forget a bad at bat when you have one because then you're you're sitting there for two or three innings, you know, not doing anything. But um, I think what really helps me is just staying mentally locked in and, and thinking through at bats even when I'm not up there or someone else is and and talking through like what the other pitcher's doing. Um, a couple of teammates and I, you know, we'll sit through sit there and mentally work an at bat um, while another lefty is up there or something and see what he's throwing to them um, and kind of get ready for my next at bat. And that's, that's a nice thing too about hitting towards the bottom of the lineup is you get to see the pitcher a few times before you step in there for, for yourself. Well, you, you said it's sometimes you have to make it a few innings before you get back up to bat. That has not been the case, though, the last seven games. Eastern Michigan baseball, Greg, well, they've been putting up over 10 runs a game over their last seven. Before that, the previous 29 games, just over four runs a game. So well over doubled that production in the last week and a half or so. So certainly you've only had to make it maybe an inning. Sometimes you've come up twice in an inning. Mm-hmm. It's just it's an incredible streak right now. Yeah, it really is. It's really fun to watch. And I think the other thing, too, that was was really good to see this this past weekend is at the beginning of this of the streak like we were up big in these games and we, i mean we had 10 15 run uh leads but this past weekend we had closer games and we faced a little bit of adversity from time to time and um it was just good to see that even when we were faced with a little bit of adversity like we still battled back and we worked through it and we didn't just like pack it in we were able to fight back and um and pick each other up and ultimately like scratch and claw our way to, to a win all right that's second game of the doubleheader against the bonnies uh, we've we've heard jokingly referred to as mikey two base when you've, you've been <laughs> coach told us that last week but you 
have a triple against St. Bonaventure. Alex and I aren't the fleetest of foot. We'd need some some oxygen by the time we get to third. How was that triple and what what did it feel like? Uh, it was tiring. I'll tell you that much. Uh, no, I mean, I just, I hit it to center field and I knew I had a chance for a double. And so, you know, I just started, I turned on the burners right away and I was just, just hoping for a double. But, you know, as I was about halfway to second base, I, I picked up coach Jonathan Roof at third base and he was giving me a big winding with his hand, you know, <laughs> telling me, come on. So, you know, then I knew, all right, got to kick it into another gear here and, and try and get three. Um, but yeah, I was pretty tired after that one. I'm, I'm normally just used to strolling into second or first, but yeah, that was, that was really fun to hit. And, well, for those that weren't down at Bowling Green this past weekend, Mikey was on first after a walk, I think it was. There was a pass ball that got about three feet behind the catcher, and he turned almost, he got probably 10 steps past second base being aggressive. And I thought that he got back safely. I thought he might get picked off, but he is uh, certainly faster than than you might look. But you think about it, you mentioned your pitching too. And I know for somebody, it's easy to look at the offensive numbers and just and just kind of marvel in those but the pitching staff this year and really as of late has just been so good whether it's Luke McGuire going a complete game shutout on Friday against Bowling Green or on Sunday for me watching Scott Granzato was just masterful in fact I was saying this morning it's kind of like I don't know if there was a personification of like a Barry White song that was Scott Granzato on Sunday just smooth and just awesome to watch poetic how important has that been for the offense to be able to, to see not only such good pitching to inspire you guys, but knowing that you guys has, have been providing that support for your pitching to be able to go out and do what they've done? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, I, I talked to Scott after he came out of the game and I said, man, Scott, it's like you're like a Falcon killer or something. Because I remember <laughs> a couple of years ago, we threw a complete game against them. So, um, but no, I mean, all year long, it's been so huge that our pitching has been dominant and um you know they kept us in games early on you know we there was a lot of times we'd struggle at the plate but it would be a close game because our pitching simply kept us in it and it's been really nice to see too like now that our offense has taken off that they're they're not missing a beat either they're they're still doing their thing and it's just been so awesome because you know like even in the second game on sunday or saturday um that we didn't have it offensively. We weren't scoring a lot of runs, but we were still in that game because Scott and, and the rest of the pitchers were, were holding Bowling Green down. And I mean, that's just, it's always a key because you know every single game that you're going to be in it and it's going to be close. And it's just, you need a couple hits here and there and we'll probably get a win. When things are going right, you want to get right back out there. You get the opportunity tomorrow against Toledo when they're back in town for a doubleheader. And then a weekend series against NIU. Uh, you look at this, uh, granted there's no MAC tournament to play for, but you guys can make a lot of of, of difference in the standings, knowing you got NIU, uh, Central Michigan, and then Kent State to close it out. What's it like knowing that you can have a large factor on who's going to go still the postseason, even if it may not be you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. We, like, we're still playing with a ton of confidence, and you never know what's going to happen at the end of the day, especially in a year like like this with COVID and everything, that the top team could get knocked out. So um, it really, every position really does matter and every single game matters. And so, you know, we're really fired up and we just want to keep keep this thing rolling and try and rack up as many wins as possible by the end of the year. And just, and then everything else will take care of itself. You know, we'll see from there, but just take it one game at a time. After only winning the one game last year, how much motivation is it to this year be above 500? Oh, it's, it means everything, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, um, you want to play well and everything, but you also want to win too. So, um, to be above 500, to finish above that mark and <clears throat> finish as high as possible. Like that's, that's what it's all about. And, um, at the end of the day, if we do keep this up and we keep winning, like who knows how this, this thing will end, you know, we, we still have some good teams left and a lot of opportunities to, to rack up some wins. So, yeah. 
I've got a two-parter for you because I know that you have a little bit of a unique perspective. You add a staff member this year in Gene Roof, of course, father of Eric Roof and Jonathan Roof, who just finished up a 35-year stint with the Tigers. And I know that's a little extra special for you because your dad, for those that don't know, longtime Eastern Michigan employee, Mark Monahan, also a scout in the Tigers organization. First part of the question is, what's it been like? I've heard so many of the players talking about just the book of knowledge that Gene Roof is. And to have somebody that finished up a 35-year pro career now kind of mentoring you guys on the weekends, what's it been like to learn from somebody that's got so much success at the next level? Uh, It's been unbelievable. I mean, he's just an incredible resource for us. Like, just to be able to talk through at-bats and to, you know, talk about the game in different perspectives. And he brings a major league perspective. You know, like, you can talk about something you're going through at the plate and he'll relate it to something Miguel Cabrera is doing. I mean, it's like I'm getting compared to like the greatest hitter in, in on the planet. You know, it's it, it's really awesome to just be able to talk to him about things like that. And he, and he brings a wealth of knowledge that um, that not many people have. And so, I mean, just having him as a resource has been incredible. Well, maybe you should be the one that's being told stories about to the Tigers because <laughs> yeah. you're hitting about 500 points better than Miguel Cabrera <laughs> last week. Of course, he, he's been fantastic yeah. for a long yeah. time. And the second part of the question is, Coach Roof was talking to me a little bit uh, at the Bowling Green Series. He said, now the kind of running joke of the team is, for maybe the first time, maybe your dad's going to have to scout you and suggest you to the Tigers. What do you think about that? I don't know about that. He, you know, every time I talk to him, um, you know, he kind of humbles me and brings me back down a little bit. And he always says, well, you know, you could have done this better and this had better. You could have done that. And I'm like, thanks, Dad. You can't just appreciate a good game, you know. Um, but no, I mean, he's been really supportive, and it's been awesome to just have his support this whole way through. Well, I can tell you, I can echo that that's exactly what his dad says, because he told me during the weekend, he's like, hold on, you're writing too nice about Mike in these recaps. I don't know about that. When you look at the season, I, I know there's a lot of it, but what what's kind of the goal for you when as you finish out this year and then look towards uh, what lies after the baseball days are over yeah i mean just for me to finish out my career here i just want to play as well as possible but above all i mean i want to leave a legacy of just being a great teammate here and just someone that um you know everyone has always had a good relationship with and someone that leaves a lasting impact on this program and um you know just someone that has always been a good friend to people and and brings a positive energy to the field so yeah that's been my, that's probably my legacy i want to leave well and he's leaving the legacy right now of a, a fantastic mustache that <laughs> literally was getting rubbed down by the players <laughs> At home plate. So maybe you and I need to grow a mustache. What do you think? Uh, I am not growing facial hair. Thank you, though. <laughs> well, Mikey, I, I we genuinely appreciate you coming on today. And just so that you know, I think it's absolutely steadfast throughout anybody in the program that asks. You definitely have left the legacy that you're describing. So we appreciate you coming on. We're so excited about the success you're having and the team's having. We hope you close it out strong. We'll be with you the next couple of weeks as we close down the baseball season and hopefully keep this winning streak alive. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys again for having me. It's, it's been awesome. And we'll just keep it up. There he is. It's Mikey Monahan, maybe the best story in all of Mid-American Conference baseball in the last couple of weeks. We'll hope that him and the Eagles can keep it up the strong play when they take on Toledo for a doubleheader tomorrow, starting at three o'clock. Greg and I will have the call on Eagle All Access. You can tune in starting at 2.50 for that. Till next time, this has been the Eastern Insider Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That's it for this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening. For Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell, reminding you to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts or go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your digital media to stay connected with us every Monday. As always, follow us on social media for the most up-to-date information on EMU Athletics.